All to the good. At the beginning of April, the most intense part of my first Saturn return began. A period that at its most powerful will last through to January 22nd and then still be present, albeit more quietly, until I turn 30. If you don't know what that is, let's explain that quickly before we get started. I am still relatively new to the world of astrology beyond knowing my sun sign, Libra, obviously. So instead of me trying to make sense of it for you, for a more accessible and digestible explanation, I'm going to call upon one of my favourite astrologers, Chani Nicholas. I highly recommend signing up for her horoscope emails, buying and reading her book, and downloading her app if you're looking to learn more about your chart and how understanding it might help you connect to and understand yourselves better. From her website, quote, Every 29.5 years, Saturn returns to the same place it was in when you were born. That means that at the end of our 20s, 50s and 80s, we go through a Saturn return. The first is possibly the most shocking and the most commonly spoken of. It's the most shocking because it's the first time Saturn, one of the most challenging planets we work with, comes back to our natal placement. Shocking because it's a reality check. Shocking because... For the first time, our mortality starts to dawn on us in a way that is rooted in our physical experience. No matter how cute you are, you too will get old and die. The first Saturn return asks us to define ourselves for ourselves, not for our family, not for society, not for any fantasy anyone else has of us. It's a time of separating ourselves out from our conditioning enough to appreciate the beautiful aspects of it, as well as what we need to do away with." End quote. This description feels in line with what has been percolating within me for a while now. I'm thinking a lot about who I am, who I want to be, on my own terms, nobody else's. Trying to let go of the paralysing fear of other people's judgement that, whether I like it or not, has affected me deeply in life so far. These days I feel a lot of what I can only describe as transformative energy. It's as if I've tapped into something deep within, and that if I listen carefully to myself and stay true to my values, this year will be one where I am able to make big shifts towards the life I want to lead. Having been allowed so much time for reflection in the past year, I think that I'm ready to start taking action, moving from stillness and planning into the doing, the creating, the becoming, which probably means taking leaps of faith that frighten me a little bit, saying yes more, getting comfortable with my dreams so that I can say them aloud and not stutter. Prioritising my own care. Asking for the help I need to bridge the gap between where I am and where I want to be. Listening to my body and nurturing it. So when these opportunities I dream about arrive, I can think, I'm ready, I can handle this. It's radical for me to envision a dream life in my mind and actually think, yes, this is possible. That doesn't mean it's not also terrifying. Are you joking? It absolutely is. But creating who I am and stepping into it feels liberating. Working through the fear that comes up feels not only like something I want to do, but what I have to do. As I progress further into this Saturn return, it's imperative for me and my happiness to try and be the most authentic version of myself that I can. When I am, I can show up more in my work, in my relationships, for myself, for the collective. Part of that means leaning into the ways in which I am changing and evolving, a constant work in progress. I am not fixed, 
I don't want to be. Quote, I relax, I let go, I am in perfect flow. End quote. I am always learning and unlearning, and if that is the case, it's almost impossible to remain the same. I see this continual state of changing as a blessing, not a curse. I am committed to this process because it feels vital for me, non-negotiable. As someone who has felt deep pain and struggled with their mental health, being anyone other than myself isn't an option anymore. Trying to do so made makes me sick. It could make me sick again. I don't want that. I dream of being able to do great things, to live a life that is meaningful, intentional, in service to myself and to the collective. To fulfil that, I must be me. I cannot apologise or hide or pretend I am someone who I am not. I will not live my life based on someone else's idea of who I should be. I refuse. In the past I have diluted parts of myself. I didn't speak up when I wanted to. I let the idea of respectability hold me back. I didn't take chances. I missed opportunities. And in doing so there were times I neglected my values and myself. All of this contributed in losing my sense of who I am. Now, as I try to unpick the negative ways in which that manifested, connecting to my own truth in the process, some people might not recognise me anymore. I am aware of this. It might upset people, it might not. I write this as a reminder that the outcome isn't my responsibility and that I will still remain committed to myself, to my one wild and precious life, to my work, to my integrity, to my people, to love as a practice, trying to centre it in all that I do, to forgiving myself and others, to growth, to radical self-acceptance, to the collective, to things bigger than me, to kindness when no one is watching, to remembering we need to be there for each other, my pain is your pain and yours is mine. To coming back to centre when inevitably I stray. P.S. Read Marley Grace's incredible life-changing book, Getting to Centre. This process of transformation is tough but rewarding. Alongside the fear, I feel galvanised. I feel embodied and strong, determined even when knocked off course. I know how to get back on track because I know who I am. I feel possible. Image description. A photo of me with shaved hair dyed pink in a beer garden. I'm wearing a grey blazer and a black bum bag, holding an espresso martini. The LED light in the garden reads, this must be the place. As you have now probably seen photos, if not, see above, I recently shaved my head and dyed it pink. Twink shaves head and dyes it quirky colour during quarantine and Saturn return? Now that's what I call a classic. It's something I've always been curious about doing, but many thoughts stop me. What everyone would think? Can I pull it off? Feeling scared? Worrying I would hate the way it looks? And then I thought, fuck it. None of those things really matter. There was a judgmental voice in the back of my head, obviously. One that imagines other people and my own inner critic, saying, I don't think that's your vibe, or I don't think that's for someone like you. Betraying the idea of what people expected of me, even in something as simple as how I dress or look aesthetically, had always been a terrifying prospect. I understand the instinct might be to point out that people will love it, 
And mostly that has been true. What I've realised now is that before it would have seriously mattered to me whether they did or didn't. Now it doesn't because I love it and it's my choice to show up how I want. Doing so, when it dismantles other people's imagined projections and outdated ideas of me, can be a powerful act of self-realisation. However, all that being said, I will have to go back to Brown because I will go back to work soon. No further comment at this time. LOL. Recently, I reread one of my favourite poems and one of the lines just hit differently. This is part of why I love coming back to a piece of work over and over. You meet this piece of writing that's familiar to you, and in doing so, sometimes it allows you to see how you've changed since you last read it. The words are the same, but their impact might not be. A magic unparalleled. It's from Frank O'Hara's My Heart. Quote, And if some aficionado of my mess says, that's not like Frank, all to the good. End quote. As I run, heart open, into a new chapter, the depths of this Saturn return, ready to transform, this will be my mantra when someone is shocked or upset or disproving about who I am becoming. All to the good. The shaving and dyeing my hair represented something to me, its significance larger than the temporary physical change. It was an externalisation of an internal shift. The start of a new chapter, challenging the way other people see me and the way I see myself. It allows me to feel more like the person I want to become, someone who is unafraid to take chances, is willing to experiment with new ways of showing up rather than being shackled to something that doesn't feel right anymore. And that feels apt for this journey I'm on this Saturn return. Beginning again, trying to integrate what I've learned so far, embracing what has helped me grow and excavate that which has harmed or no longer serves me. I can't wait to see what is in store. Thank you for all the ways you have showed up to participate in this project over the last three and a half years. Reading, sharing, listening, talking, recommending. None of it goes under my radar and I couldn't be more grateful. See you here soon for the last instalment.